0: When you're a barber, you cut every walk of life from janitors to CEOs, to paper boys, to mailman. Everybody has hair. And if you actually talk to them, conversate, understand what they do, you can now monetize that. You guys are also part-time therapists too, right? We have to be. We know everything.
1: I've had people told me some stuff that I'm like, holy, people don't take barbering as a serious career. They look at it as like, oh, it's a job. You're a barber for a little bit and then you go do something else. Like, no, this is what I do.
2: All for nothing podcast is live in the one and only Topps barbershop. Cappy, what's up, brother? I want everyone to introduce himself. You guys know me, the one and only Tyler Bossetti. And we're in Topps Barbershop. I got the barbers here minus Tim. Tim, if you're watching this, you're missing out, bro. We'll get you on the next one. Don't you worry. Won't you guys just, you know, shed some light on why you're a barber, how you met Cappy, and we'll have some fun we'll try to keep it PG 13. No
0: promises.
3: <laughs> we'll maybe, maybe, maybe.
0: I'm Anthony. I'm the owner of the fucking, uh, of the barbershop. <laughs> and I became a barber just because I didn't have anything else to do. I dropped out of college, couldn't find a job. My cousin cut hair, went there, got my hair cut by him, asked him if he made any money. Pulled out a wad of cash, probably like 60 bucks and fives and ones and stuff. And I was like, damn boy, you balling. I thought he was, I I (laughs) thought he was killing it. And I was just like, I mean, with inflation, no, that's just I'm going to go to barber school. And I remember telling my parents that, and they were just like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. And I was like, great. All right. I'm just going to go. Went to barber school, cut hair in college and ended up moving to Columbus After that, I understood a little bit more on how to actually make some money, how to move my money around, how to gain the proper clients to grow from there. Like changing from doing sweet haircuts to cutting quality clients. God damn. Quality clients (laughs) and break shit. (laughs) But I'm the highest quality client. He's one of the high quality clients I'm talking about break shit <laughs> well that's what it
2: is bro like that's why i tell people all the time i was telling you guys off camera is people ask me all the time like what mastermind event should i go to what's the number one thing i need to learn about money investing to be successful and i always tell people get a better barber and it comes back to the deon sanders quote of look good feel good feel good play good you play good you, you get paid game. good yeah. Charlie knows. Yeah. Yep. You had a I said that
4: the other day. What's the yeah. next part,
2: Charlie? But it builds confidence. Like you got to look good, but then also what I'm excited to talk about is like, you guys share some stories and stuff, but just the connection, right? Like I think most men uh, don't have like brotherhood anymore. People like hide behind a phone all day long. Uh, they don't conversate. They don't help each other out. Right. So I think it's cool to go in a barbershop and have like that
1: barbershop talk, build relationships.
2: Yeah. Build relationships. People, uh, talk a lot about when it comes to business, uh, you know, systems and AI technology and scaling and blah, blah, blah. Definitely in my space at least. Right. Um, but they, get, they forget the human part, the people, Yeah, they forget the people, the, human, the relationships. So that's what you did an incredible job on is one, uh, you learn how to do a fade and then the
0: biggest thing is when you get like the camaraderie around with a specific group of guys, you can feel the, t- the tension. If it's a place is tense and Uh, tense when you walk in you can feel the joy if it's joyful you can feel people are pissed off Uh, it's just you can feel it when you're in a place and the environment's right um so when I worked in multiple shops you could feel different tensions and it just wasn't working so over the years of cutting hair it's been 10 years I realized if you monetize your clientele by that I mean listen to what the fuck they do for a living and ask questions, you can learn more from behind the chair than I did in five years in college. If you monetize your clients, you will eventually start learning how to make more money, not cutting hair than cutting hair. What do you mean by that though? Like if you, if you're a barber and
2: you get paid for a haircut and you got clients that are in real estate. You got clients that are in lending, financial services, insurance, car dealership. Like, how are you making more money? So uh, outside of cutting their hair,
0: when when you're a barber, you cut every walk of life from janitors to CEOs to paper boys to fuck mailman. Every aspect, everybody that's a male or female has hair, so you can get an opportunity to cut their hair. And if you actually talk to them, conversate, understand what they do, you can now monetize that. And by doing that, I'm cutting Jim Bob who wants to buy a fucking car and he's searching around and he can't find a car. And me, I might go, well, I have a client who owns a car dealership. I can connect you to the source, eliminating the middleman, eliminating all the bullshit of searching and finding a car online and, I can take you directly to the source and he can help you. And for doing that, what I mean by monetizing is I can help two people at once. Doing it multiple times, that client that you gave six deals to will then in return come to me and go, hey, every time you send me somebody, I give you 300 bucks. So what that does in the back of your head, you go, "Hmm." anytime I hear somebody looking for a car, I'm going to refer them to you. Same thing goes for real estate. You start selling houses under the table. So, you know, so to speak, but Hey, I got a guy that has seven properties. He's trying to get rid of, they're not even listed yet. Save my client who's building the houses and selling them realtor fees, listing fees, all of that. Saving my client who's looking for a house, realtor's fees um, bidding against people directly sells this guy's house fast. This guy buys it, doesn't have to overbid. They'll toss you a finder's fee. Here's three grand. So throughout the year, you'll realize, hey, I did that 30 times. You start tracking your numbers instead of being like a regular barber, just getting paid 30 bucks, 50 bucks for haircut, putting it in your pocket and leaving. You can go, all right, I just made 30,000 bucks this year, not cutting hair. So I started doing that about four years ago. And then realized I might be able to make some real money doing that on top of cutting hair and on top of cutting the right people. But the more people that you cut that are in that realm, you get their friends and their friends aren't the 20 year old college kid. They're the competitor dealership, another real estate agent, another investor. You'll start, Your clientele will just, the quality will go up. So will your price point now too. And how to dictate what you charge for haircuts is based on your clientele. You can't say I'm cutting all these 18 year olds and hooking them up and charging them 80 bucks. They don't get 80 bucks. You start cutting CEOs and just big time players. Their time's valuable. Their appearance is important. It makes them money that they're always in front of a camera or phone or an audience. So the price for that is high. And if your quality is good and your environment's good. Yeah.
1: And you're consistent. And and
0: you're consistent. You're on time. You're available. Being available is very important, you know, and the better you get and the more clients you get, your availability Mm -hmm. shrinks. Well, then your price goes up more too. Because now I don't have time to squeeze in this guy. So now the price isn't a hundred bucks. Yeah. All right, let's take a shot. You wanna take a shot?
1: Yeah, we should take a oh, shot. Oh, let's take a shot, bud. That sounds fucking awesome. I'm this ready, bud. Yeah.
0: A shot? <laughs> <laughs> Your code don't look ready. Hold up, we're taking a Cole okay. on
3: look ready. When I tell you, look, I, short story. I Where was, were you, from, Joel? Introduce yourself. Where are you from? Oh, it's my turn. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm Joel Rodriguez, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York. 2008. I moved from New York here. Why would someone get a cut from you? Besides the fact that I'm dope, <laughs> um, it really depends. It really depends. Hey. Bitch, you know why people get a cut <laughs> from you? <laughs> besides the, fact, besides Thanks, the fact that I'm dope, I think word of mouth. I've been here. I've been out in Columbus cutting hair for a long time. People are starting to recognize who I am or my skill. I'm getting word of mouth from friends of friends and people who know. What's, like What's this one though? I don't you want know. Know to take it? No, no. We'll I'm gonna
5: say, cheers. dude, that's not. We gotta. Can do you it drink together? at least one
2: shot of Grey Goose? Yeah, you got this. Come on, bro. You're from New York.
5: Tyler, there's a chance I'm going to puke. All right. Sorry, everyone. We got a
2: Cole. He's he just turned 21. Cole, I- introduce yourself. All right. I'm, if if you're still sober.
5: All right. I'm Cole Denison. Um, Where are you from? Canton, Ohio. Is that how you met Cap? That's how I knew of Cap. So the barbershop I worked at in Canton, I worked with a guy named Dallas. Never even thought I'd be a barber, but then I ended up falling in love with it and- Got into the shop with Dallas, and then when I moved to Columbus, I texted Cappy because Dallas told me to text Cappy. So, so you met you met him through
2: met him through somebody back in Canton, and then yeah, you met Kev, and then Kev met.
1: It was different because Cap, when I first started, he, he was very strategic about how he Charlie, was hiring. Introduce oh. yourself, Lydia. what's up.
2: He's, this man's made for podcast, by the way. Yo, <laughs> the man, the
1: myth, the, looks, the legend. The man with the looks, the Charlie voice. Charlie Clips. My name's Charles. Ladies and gentlemen. Molenkopf. I'm from Pataskala. I started cutting hair because I didn't want to go to college. Didn't want to pay the money for it. And just fell in love with hair. Went to school. Was the only guy in hair school for a long time. I'm a <laughs> cosmetologist. Whoops. Cosmetologist. Um, so being in the barber world was a little bit different for me at first, but being introduced to Cap. Cap kind of had like a strategic game plan of like opening up the shop and hiring people and having like a a course of action. You know, I, I feel like a lot of barbershops and a lot of owners of barbershops, they don't, one, they don't work in the barbershop with everybody else. And two, they don't focus on the other barbers. They focus on what they're doing. And then they focus on the money and they don't focus on everybody's Relationships with how they build their clientele, how they uh, build a business for themselves if they want to advance after just being behind the chair. I feel like that's where I gained a lot of knowledge of just understanding how to be a business owner and how to be an adult in a business world of like where people don't take barbering as a serious career. They look at it as like, oh, it's a job, you're a barber for a little bit and then you go do something else. Like, no, this is what I do is what I love They're
5: asking you the part time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I to cut you people off. People hate on barbers. They're yeah.
2: underestimated. I, I want Kev to to wrap us up here on the intro and then yeah. then I want to talk about like some tactical stuff yeah. as well. Um because again just to reiterate, it's like it's like the most simple thing I could come up with is just like dude, get a better barber. Your haircut looks like shit. Then we're going to dive into like why we all know that's actually important and get a better barber, but Kev
4: all right, my name is uh, Kevin Diaz. I uh, was born in Puerto Rico. Moved to Miami at the age of 15. I didn't know any barbers. I didn't know any shops, so I started doing my own hair. I started cutting my dad's hair. I started cutting him, cutting my hair, learning the game, and I fell in love. Took a year off after high school. After that year off, went to barber school, Bar- barber college in Miami and BSA. So then, in 2015, I moved to Ohio. I was a talented barber. I was never... Uh, I didn't have the the discipline for.
0: Out of everybody that I've tried to help over at least the last seven, eight years, Kevin is a perfect testament if you do it.
4: If you listen, if you put put your ego aside. He absorbed everything faster than
0: anybody and within six months, it was natural for him. It was easy. I mean, he had all the skill that you could ever want, but he listened I mean if
2: so what's like um I, w- I want everyone to be like super quick on like all right this is one thing that is super tactical that uh cappy taught you guys like managing the calendar or uh putting something in place This not one thing but we all there's mention so many, one there's, thing
3: there's,
4: he, we all say one he's thing he's
3: given so many like yeah. individually i can't speak for anybody else but I can speak to who he has around himself and who he gives information to. It's all gems. It's all something that that we can all use in life. It's all something that, you know, not like only that we can use in life, it's it's something that we needed. Like for me, I at least tell so I tell you the one
1: of, thing. It's all relative. Yeah. To yeah. anybody's situation, right. they can be like, all right, I can apply this to this exactly. in my life. I tell you
4: the one thing that he told me. And it has nothing to do with cutting, but I think that's, that that one thing is what helped me. You gotta start, remember when I used to talk to you and I was a little negative about things? Uh, maybe if I do this, maybe and it's like, no, you gotta start saying things. You gotta speak it in, into existence. So it's was like, when he told me that, I was like, he would say, you gotta hit this number daily. And I'm like, that's not true. And then when I started believing that I could hit those numbers daily, then it became easier. Something so simple like, make sure you're busy the first two days because the weekend is busy. No yeah. one tells you that until somebody that's done it. You know what I mean? Little simple things like that is what, but the thing is, when you see somebody that's done it, put your ego aside. It's not about egos. He's not gonna get you anywhere. And that's, you listen little by little. And not only, learn. he's
3: speaking from, exi- uh, from experience. Those meticulous things that he's done over the years, that he's perfected that's just and then he's trying to give it to somebody many. else those are his own gems that he learned through hard labor and
2: whatever he had to go through in life. What's like the one, when you walked in here and you started cutting like the first week when you went home, you're like driving home and you're like, damn, I never knew that. What was that? Um, she it's, it's, it's a lot. I
3: can say how to be in a sense, be a better barber, communicate a little bit more. Like it's more like, I, was, I'm, I can say that I'm an organized person and stuff like that, but he broke it down to a point where it's like, A, do the, one step at a time. There's steps to everything. So once you, once you reach the next step, you keep on going, you keep on going, or you keep on, there's always going to be a next step for everything. So you have to trust the process. Each step means something. It might be small, it might be big, it might, be, uh, it might take long, but as long as you follow it, you keep on going for it. And I took that like seriously from him, because like, like I said, I'm very organizational, but I lacked discipline. I lacked, I needed something extra to help me out with that. And just even those words, hearing it from him and telling me like, hey, this is, just do this.
2: Just trust the process and do it this way. And it worked. What is that one thing? What is that one thing? Yeah, do this. It's just- Consistent what? Like consistent calendar? Like 10 cuts a day, no matter what. I mean, that's more, that, that's putting towards like, oh, okay, this is what you have to do every day. But more,
3: I, I'm speaking more to her towards like trying to be a better barber, trying to be a better person, trying to uh, put your numbers down and try to be more organizational when it comes to certain things. Like trying to, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's just a thing now. It's a feeling. It's a feeling, yeah, so, it's more of a feeling. So
1: when I started, the the big thing that I learned day. with with Cap was when I was at the previous place I was at, I was not making much money. So how much, how much were you making? So like every by like biweekly every two weeks I'd get a paycheck. It'd be like nine hundred bucks,
2: 950. 1800 bucks
1: a, uh, a a month. Yeah, Which how is how much were
2: you sucking dick for under the what?
1: For how free, I, <laughs> for free. How much were, were cuts still well, works. So dollars? they were still like 40 bucks, 38 40 bucks. Yeah. And I just Is that owned. how much
2: people pay usually? Like 50 bucks a cut now? Yeah. 50 bucks. It's yeah. pretty average. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. would
1: say I would say 40 bucks is the average cut. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah,
3: 35 to 40 is more of an average yeah. number now. I think so. I've and and then if you had a
0: line up beer in the and area. a
2: nice little tip, they're yeah, paying 60, 60. yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: And then I'll I'll show you the difference. Kevin, how many times somebody give you 50 bucks? The, the answer is he can't fucking remember the last time somebody only gave him 50 bucks. Yeah. So the difference of there's levels to it. The average price of a haircut in the States probably 40 or 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. When you elevate yourself to a, to a level, just like I asked Kevin that question, he couldn't answer that. I could ask, Almost every barber in the state. When's the last time somebody gave you fifty bucks and they go, today?
2: Yeah, that was that was
0: my highest paying client. Somebody might hug somebody for fifty bucks. Yeah. If somebody tried to hand me fifty, they're short. They're not even hitting what's owed.
4: You can't pretend to just. You gotta put in the work.
1: Yeah, bro. It's not. It's not. It's not like. It's a film. It's not, fake until ma- you it's not like it. you come
4: out of school. And
2: right away, if you want it, you got to put in the
1: work. You going to like
2: what you do, though. If, I, if, if I'm you a barber, like what you if do I'm you a barber, love it, that's, if I'm if I'm a point. barber listening to this, they all know who you guys are. They all know the blah blah blah. They <sighs> think they think they're fucking better than everyone, or they're good at cuts or whatever the fuck barbers talk about, me. right? But like, uh, Charlie, like, what's what's that one thing where you're driving home and you're like, your client said something cool. Respond with, "Really? Tell me more. What like what was it for you?" like conversational piece? No, just in general that you learned.
1: So from CAP? Yeah. Oh. No, from I, cosmetology. What, where do I start? Uh, so from CAP, I learned um, to know my value. And that, that was a big thing for me, is like being confident behind the chair and understanding like, I'm charging you this because I've done this for so long. And I'm so good at it that I deserve this amount of money for that. So.
2: So when you were asking for 40 bucks and then you're like 60. Yeah. When you, when you had to say that for the first time, were you like sweating bullets?
1: Correct. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, it, I was I'm nervous. nervous. I, went through that. I was genuinely nervous to tell somebody like, hey, bro, it's 60 bucks for a hair and a beard trim. Like, yeah, that's nerve wracking. But after a few times I did it, I was like, shit, this is, this is what, this is this is is what <laughs> it is, bro. Like, this is what I come to work for. So and once you once you have a full day or a full week of doing those prices that are you know $45, $50 for a haircut, $60 for a beard trim or like whatever, you start to realize like, man, I'm I'm making really good money. This is nice. I can afford a nice I can afford a nice house. I can afford a nice car. It's 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 not spoiling yourself, it's rewarding yourself for working Mm, hard. Like we work hard. Like we 40, 50 hours a week. People gotta understand I mean, more, more. Like we don't work. It's not like we're working twenty-five, thirty hours a week, just being a barber cutting somebody's hair. Like we're working. No, we're a professional
3: hairstylists. Ten-hour shifts. Let me put in it here. like this:
1: If you get a job, any
4: anybody else gets a job that pays them twenty an hour nowadays, twenty-five, whatever. You probably get trained for two months. Yeah. I've been cutting for seventeen years. Oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. If you can't pay me what I ask, then it's like I'm not the barber for you. I understand everybody. This barber, this barbers yeah. ten bucks, five you can't bucks. Every,
2: you can't be just like I barber. was. I, I, mine were free. I think everyone bases their life and their decisions on COVID. Yeah. When's the last time you've not thought about what you've done in your life, your business, anything since COVID? Like COVID was like a weird. It was like the Great Depression, like, it was like oh, a breaking
1: point. Well, the
2: the timeline starts. We all know, like, well, you know, since COVID. Uh, COVID uh, yeah. It's like a weird thing that we all know. And I had a fucking bald spot in the side of my head because I was trying to fucking cut my own hair. But <laughs> Everybody, I can but I can, that, yeah. Bro, but I can tell you right now, the, the, the reason why I bring that up is because everything else in my life is different. The way that I do business the way that i order my groceries yeah. the way that i do everything other than getting a cut from this motherfucker so it's like that's why i say you got to get a better barber because you I look like shit you, but you got but also you got to it'll help you,
1: it makes everybody look at you differently yeah i mean unless
2: you're in the wnba like you can play you know you've been in it for 17 years you got to get paid
4: right yeah, I mean, my take on that is you need a better barber. I tell people, look, I don't have to be your everyday barber. Maybe I'm your every week barber. I better be your special location barber. Right. So Wedding, it's like parties. You can't pretend me to charge less based on, I don't, like, I understand, but it's like, it's just a, come on, I'll put in the work. You've put in work into yeah. it. Yeah. We all have. So it's like, we charge what we think. And, and... Sometimes we charge what we think, but we're too booked. Yeah. So prices have to go up.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you get booked out two, three weeks in advance, you have it's to, like- No,
4: so it's like, it's a, it's like yeah, I mean, demand, what is, what is the thing? Supply and demand. Supply over demand. It's just common sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, would you rather do 30, $20 haircuts, or would you rather do 15, $50 haircuts?
2: Who'd you, who'd you learn that from?
1: Okay 100%, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that, but that's the thing is like I feel like most people that come from shops prior to this were cutting 20 plus a day and they weren't getting that that fulfillment out of their out of their work day and that's, uh, it where, like, worth it that's what I'm saying at like, all. Y- you cut 25, 30 day and you're just like bro I'm exhausted I I made a little bit of money today but like what is that
4: but this is why you need a better barber too if you're you're a person that you need to, you have a schedule. Yeah. You wanna go to a shop and wait two hours or you wanna go come here, yeah. probably wait five, 10 minutes yeah. or less, yeah. be on the chair, get the best cut you can have. Not. not I'm not saying pay 50, just cause we'll we'll get we'll give you an appointment and it's a great shop and we, we we keep a friendly environment, but you're also getting the best cut you can have. You're getting experience, so it's like, you're getting dedication, everything.
3: yeah, you're getting everything out of it.
4: Right. And they're gonna ask you, what do you get that cut? And you can start a conversation. Oh, I'll pay fifty, you know. Like it's just it's not just the fifty.
5: Well, and we take our time on every single cut. It's not it's, not the, it's not the We don't have to we have forty five minutes. It's not
4: the hundred. Right. It's the everything else that comes with it. It's the is the
3: taking the time to cut the client No, but from
4: the client's perspective is more of, of, damn, I'm getting- I'm important. My barber yeah. is legit. He is reliable. He's on time. He, if I bring my wife, nobody's gonna look at her. If I bring my kids, they're gonna be safe.
1: It's you know a, what I mean? It's a safe environment. And the thing is, is like, when people walk in here, they know that they're gonna walk out feeling better. Right. That's the, that's the that's main point, That's why I said, was the camera right here (laughs) get a better barber that's all I got to say. what so I'm saying like, it, it really does matter. Like if you're, if you're a young person trying to be a young professional, trying to get that interview or trying to get that job somewhere, it matters what kind of haircut you have. Because if you just go to a, a rinky dink type of barbershop and you get a whatever fade up Name the some sides. local ones. You're going to be mad shit. when you walk up
2: and crazy, go home and check your haircut. Bro. You're not. You're going to be mad. You're not going to meet the people you need to meet. Nobody's going to look at you the way that you want them to look at you. Cal- Why do you you think, why does someone need to get a better
0: barber? So to get a better barber, one thing, like when you were asking them earlier to name one thing that I've taught them, the only thing I try to teach them, one, it's tailored to each person individually because they all have different needs and wants. I tailor it to them differently. But the biggest thing is mindset. So when you ask that question, I got to sit here, and listen to their answers. Answer questions and then go back, haircut looks good, I'm sweet, it makes you feel good. And to get that good job interview as Charlie was saying, the thing that I try to teach all of these guys is a mindset thing. If somebody wants to get a good barber, if you say it's good to get a good barber, somebody sits in my chair, you now have every connection that I have. I know somebody that does Every job imaginable. You need a lawyer, that's five phone calls for me. I can call five of them. You need a doctor, I got five phone calls. You need a real estate agent, I got five of those. You need a lender, I got five of those. Every fucking job imaginable I have connected to me in a phone call directly to the source. So if you have a good barber who has a high quality clientele, I have access to everything you need, one way or another, plumber, electrician, fucking shoe guy, tax guy see if everything a podcast guy the fucking podcast Who a the podcast, fuck has podcast a guy, guy. Yeah. i mean it, it's it's to a different level so the thing that i try to teach anybody that i mentor is a mindset the mindset has to shift from fucking doing a nice haircut everybody here is good if you need to go to an interview and get a Good job because you need to look good. You can get your hair cut by fucking anybody. A cut hair, they don't. They go, oh, you know, that side's a little crooked compared to this side. They don't fucking know that. But put it like this. I can get that guy the interview. That's why somebody wants me as their barber. I'll get you the interview. It's a big difference. I mean, when I talk to clients and I hear them say things, I try to solve their problems in my head first and go, I might have an answer for that. And if I don't, I for sure know somebody who does. A couple of years ago, Tyler was looking for some real estate investors for some properties. Cool, I got guys with fucking, you know, millions of dollars. i fucking send them his way. In barbering, so many people are fixated on, I gotta be the best. I gotta be this. I gotta be that. Yeah, that helps. It, it helps. You know, I mean, that just takes a little bit of time to practice and get good. When I met Kevin, Kevin was better than ninety-nine barbers I've ever seen. He had no idea how to make any money. No idea. But the it big thing is one fucking I, month I never, to tell I'm him see, what to do. I'm gonna keep it
3: hundred. Before I came to the shop, I didn't know I was making
1: money, bro. I had never and seen I worked
3: money. Seven, seven days a week. Yeah, my Charlie, you up. for
5: sure yeah. didn't see
1: money. Bro, I never saw money before I came to this barbershop. That's a fact. I was, that's a fact. I was scraping by Yo. with it. And then I came here my first week, my first week here, I made more than my two week paycheck at my old job. And you sat there for and sat a whole here day. I sat for half the day. Yeah. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like that's, it just, it makes sense. Like. If you can find a good owner, please, if you are struggling at a shop or in an area, find somebody who's willing to mentor you and willing to tell you advice that actually benefits you as a barber, not just in a skill base, but in a a business and a relationship base, bro. That, that makes sense. Like that's just makes sense to build your business, to build your books beyond what you're able to build it yourself. Cause that's where I was struggling is like, I can get people in my chair. I can make them to come back, but like, how do I get them to pay $50 for a haircut? is like, how, how do I convince them that, that, that I'm worth 50, $50? Like, how, how do I do that? How, how, do I, how do I get somebody to understand that I'm worth $150 for a house call or whatever? Like, and, and that happens regularly now. Like, that was something that was so foreign to me when I started here. And now I'm doing $100, $150 haircuts. And it's just like, sometimes on the $150 haircuts, I'm like, ah, do I want to do that? But how do you do that?
0: listen. You don't convince anybody. So you no, You don't convince. Did Yeezy convince me these shoes are worth two hundred bucks, or did I just decide that they're worth two hundred bucks? Yeah. So yeah. the difference is the price is the fucking price. Yeah. Right. They choose. They choose if it's valuable enough for them. You've been doing it for
1: X amount of years. It's it's the. I forget what the artist was that said it, but like
0: his name is Cole.
1: <laughs> they, you know, they they they'll paint a portrait for you in, in five minutes, and they'll cost you thirty grand for that five minutes. And somebody will question, like, why does that cost me that much money? It's like, well, it took me thirty years to paint this picture in thirty minutes or whatever. Here, it's here, like, here's
2: here's a nugget I'll give you guys, which I think is super relatable for a barber, which is. Pablo Picasso was at a coffee shop and he's sitting there painting a, a little flower, right? It took him five minutes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He gets it. It's on a napkin. He goes into the trash can. He crumbles it up and goes to throw it away. Right before he's about to throw it away, a lady goes, stop, stop, stop. Can I have that painting? He goes, yeah, I'll sell it to you for 20 grand. She goes, it took you five minutes. Now nah, it took me 50,000 hours yes. to paint it in five minutes. Yes, so it's that same mindset philosophy.
1: That is what, in, an, in, a, in a nutshell, what Anthony taught me very quickly is because when I started here, I was doing hair for eight years. And I was like, all right, I've been doing it for a little while. i built up some skill. I have a different skill set than most barbers do because of my shears, which gives me a, a, more, uh, a wider variety of clientele for myself. So that, that involves longer haircuts, sheer cuts, anything that involves any kind of sheer work at all. He's
0: more versatile than yeah. the average barber. So,
1: so that, that gives me a, a different clientele. And that, that also involves me in a different, you know, kind of uh, price pointing situation where if somebody wanted to come in and, you know, has a detailed, like a uh, girl comes in with a pixie cut or something, well, I can easily charge her 60 bucks for that pixie cut because it's a full cheer cut. And you can't just go anywhere to get a, a good pixie cut. You know what I mean? So it's there's a different outlying kind of variable with having different skills as a barber versus just knowing how to fade with clippers. Cause that's that's a very blanket skill set for barbers. If you are able to, you know, set yourself outside of that bubble. You, you open yourself up to so many different haircuts and so many different cool haircuts where you're able to like show people like, hey, I can do this style or I can do that style, I can do this hair texture versus that hair texture. It's a big, it it means huge
0: difference. And again, back on to like, it has nothing. I mean, every barber here has a unique skill set in their own realm, and they're very good at it. The main thing that I try to get, you know, into them and instill it in them is you, it's, it's all business. Yeah, it is. Business is everything and how it is operated and ran. Like, I'm going to go back to Kevin. He could do anything when I met him, anything. In a one month, I remember consistently walking up to him and giving him pointers, you know, don't take so much time on this. Talk to him about this. Do this. Do that. Chase me. Don't chase anybody else. Yeah. Try to, whoever the best in the industry is, you chase him. Yeah. And if you fail, you're right behind him and yeah. everybody else is below. And when you guys all start here, I try to get on you every day about, how many of you have I ever came up to you and said, you need to do this haircut better? Yeah. Never. Never. Could I sit there and think that? Yeah. I don't care if you cut their hair any better. I know you're all good. But how many times have I pulled you in the back and talked to you about your numbers and talked to you about, are you charting this? Uh, you're trying to buy a house. What do I need to do? How's your credit? How much money you got in cash? Where's your money going in investments? Where's it going? Because it's a business thing. I don't care how good you cut hair. I don't care how much money you make. If you aren't doing anything with it, it's going to go away yes it you disappears have it. very you're gonna quickly. spend it as as you make it when i was with kevin and to some barbers you know i'll say some numbers but i was telling kevin you know save a thousand a week for 50 weeks you have 50 grand just do it all the time we talk to him you're doing it you're doing it you're doing it and he got to a point i remember me and him talked about this a couple of years ago i was telling him you know like a shoebox trick that i had at the time you know I, was had a bunch of cash and Kevin would save, you know, six, seven, eight weeks in a row. And then when he wanted to do something, he would go grab 2000 from this box, go grab 2000 and the box would, when it goes into one box, the box locked, it never touched again. If you do it for 50 straight weeks, you got 50 grand. And that's only a thousand bucks. And at the time, you know, maybe only making two grand a week to a point now, but what that did is it instilled a habit in him on how fast it grows. 30 weeks isn't a long time. 30 grand, you can now start to move. You double 30 grand, you know, 60, double 120, double 240. I mean, you can grow money really fast once you have it, but you have to get it and you all make enough. So whenever these guys come in and start working for me, they have the skill set and the ability to make it. I'm trying to help them use it. And I'm trying to show them how to make more of it without worrying about how many heads they cut or how fast or how sweet they are at cutting hair. I don't care. You're already at an elite level. People in the surrounding areas or throughout the state can see that. You already have the skills. How many people hit, contact you on Instagram asking for help on how to cut like you? They're the same people that are not going to have any fucking money either. Now. It's not that it's not cool to cut hair and you have to be at a certain level for sure. But once you're there, the rest is business. And if you don't treat it like a business or actually take action, I know barbers been cutting hair for 15 years, make hundred plus thousand a year and they have no fucking money. They rent, they lease a car, they rent an apartment, they don't do shit. And then I know barbers who within a year, when I met Kevin, he lived in a fucking apartment Rink-a-dink apartment. I drove a fucking shit car. Kevin, when the first uh, time I talk, no, first time bro. I talked to Kevin, you, listen, he told me humbly, he, could, he couldn't come to get a job.
4: Cap I told him to him get look, a fucking
0: taxi, get a fucking Uber. I, I don't give a fuck what you gotta do. I don't, do you? I don't have a
4: way to get there. It's like, get a fucking taxi. And I said, who's that guy? Cause I, I didn't know Anthony. I didn't know Anthony personally. How I met him yet. Like this is what many people don't know. You need to really want something in life. Go get it. And the knowledge. It's like, you don't have to be the best. You just got to understand that you're good enough. Now manage and make it a business. It is a business.
0: You it is 1,000% a business. No I one have. works for
4: free. So it's like, you need to, it's like the end game. What do I need? What do I want?
5: You are a business, right? I'm, like, a, I'm a business man. I'm a business man. I feel like it's like 30% skill, 70% business end.
0: If if not ten and ninety, if not ten and ninety, because
5: you know how many people go pay for ten dollar cuts and get effed up and still go to that same place
0: consistently.
2: Yeah, I mean, because if I look at you, you, I walk I'm like, oh, you guys, nice cut. Everyone's lined up, cool. You guys are looking like it's off by like one fucking hair. You know, dude, no one sees that. Oh, nobody sees but that. When but when you came in the shop, was it like the first day? First week, first month, first two months, you were like 99 point, a hundred
5: percent of it was how good you cut. It's probably what you thought for sure. Now you're like 30%. I also was like scared to cut an ear because like I have Kevin and Cappy next to me cutting and I know they're like as good as it gets being a barber. So I was just like hard on myself. And then I was like, I'm always open to tips on how to cut hair because I'm not gonna, I mean, there's always room to improve. So yeah, I've always noticed you're super coachable. Anthony's always giving you a bunch of shit, telling yeah. you this, telling that. Even today, I asked Charlie for help on, yeah. like, one of the longer haircuts I was doing because I'm not, like, nearly as good with shears as Charlie is, which— But you did well. No, but it turned that out— That was the thing, is it I, turned I mean, out well. I was just chopping away. I was just like— <laughs> I was like, you know what? You're going to get what you're going to get today. If I ever heard— Hey, Charlie, how do I do it? Fuck this shit. I'm going to Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, no, I almost told the dude in the chair today, like, the, the dude you want to be with is across from me today. I mean, He's the
3: guy I'm not, the I'm not
5: Shirley Charles. I'm, I'm cold cuts. But, but back to whether season?
4: you are a barber or a client that needs, look, if you surround yourself with great people, a barber is one of them.
5: Well, that's the thing I like about that's the all shop. That's just like us. We all help each other out, like any, like with anything. Like, what's, the,
1: what's the saying? Like you, you become the closest. The average people around f- you, or something. Top like five that. people. All you're I, I needed around. to see is when I first got here. Sense.
3: Obviously, I know this man before I got here. I started working with him, but how I, I came here for a. Um, a seminar, a seminar, yeah. classes, the I, classes, I, had yeah. get, I just came back three months from New York. I came to, to check it out. Kevin told me, Hey, come to the shop. This is where I'm working at. Come check it out.
4: You were in Dominican Republic.
3: I was in Dominican Republic when he told me that. So I was, and I was on vacation. I was, I was on a sabbatical. I had almost quick cutting hair and I was like, I needed to find my passion again. Went to New York, went to DR, found it and I, I was missing something. I was just like, okay, I've been to all of these shops. I still need discipline where could I get it? And I knew obviously Kevin, he's a disciplined man. So I wanted to work with him and like be around him. And he told me, hey, just come to the shop and check it out. And that's where I met Kat. I see how he's cut. I see how he directs, uh, not only the crowd, but he directs his cut and how, how efficient and analytical he is with, it, with explaining and how he does things. That's meeting somebody different from how I met Kevin. So I'm like, okay, damn, this other person, he can teach me something. And that's when I asked, hey, I got some availability. Can I work here? And the moment I I got hired and I started working here and I seen how he runs a shop, it's like everybody, it's not everybody, every man for themselves, but everybody has um, their own lane. You feel me? We're all barbers. We all have our own walks of life that we went through. You feel
2: me? Bro, the one thing I like the most about coming to Tops is here in Joelgo. Hey, what's up, bro? Like, dude. Or,
3: or,
4: welcome, yeah. welcome.
2: Bro. I love that.
4: Do you know what's funny? Dude, no, 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 no. He asked me about him the before f- he walked in here. Hope, what's up? Anthony asked me, what, what about his personality?
2: I don't want to bring somebody that's going to. He is the fucking, like, business is about culture. That's it. Joel is the culture here. Sorry. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. Listen. I agree. Yo, listen yo. And Joel's a distinct that does not voice. He's not a great barber. His voice, look, 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 is look his nah, his voice carries. If I don't fucking walk in and hear Joel go, yo, what's up, Ty? I'm fucking pissed.
1: <laughs> you see? Oh. You
5: know what? No, like
2: we've when talked I leave, about that. When before. I and, yeah. and we've talked like, about that before. You? Like, dude, that's that's what it's about. <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely You're like
3: a fucking man. I, oh, I appreciate that. I, not only do I genuinely like cutting hair, I genuinely I love this shot. When I say I love it, I really truly mean I, I like being with these group of men.
2: Yeah, you're like fucking sweeping the floor, like taking the trip, like, oh, I got this, I got this. Like, dude, that's what people have such a fucking ego about. And I have before too, is like, you work for Anthony, you work at Toss, but like, no, you are a fucking business. and I people, work with these guys. Dude, P- yeah, we work together. We work together. We're in this shit together. Yeah, he's
3: my boss. Yeah, he he, he writes my checks. but not on, But not only... I've been in other shops and I've done who I am is just who I am. That's I will do that in any shop that's cool. But here's appreciated. They actually not only do I clean, that's just natural who I, I am, they clean up after themselves. I don't have to tell them like
1: it's never, it's never like a oh my God, I gotta sweep no, everybody's oh station. It's like I should sweep everybody's station. I'm gonna do that because it's like, it yo, now. it's a
3: shop. When somebody comes in, they, if somebody comes in and they see that my station is clean and everything else is dirty, like, how crazy do I look? Yeah. Like, not. It's not that they can't, again, I learning here, yo, these guys don't never have time. When they sit down is because they're still making money. Yeah. You feel me? But nine times out of 10, these guys are always busy. So sometimes if I got a quick second, with well, sometimes now at this point where I'm at, I'm getting way more busier. So it's just like, I don't have the time, but if I do have that second, I'm gonna do it. Because it's like, hey, we want the shop look presentable as much as it can for anybody that walks in here. And you can read reviews or reviews, there's no nothing faking about that. Everybody knows when they come to the shop, it's a vibe, it's clean, it's it's the aesthetic is beautiful. People, the the camaraderie that we have is dope. We're not we're not we're not fake about it. We might mess around, we might be serious, we might be quiet, but we we actually like working with each other.
1: And they know even if even if you can't get in with your normal person. They know that they're going to be able to get a solid cut, yeah. and that is that that is a crazy but that comes, thing. Look, that comes
4: it's it's the mastermind behind everything. That's what I'm saying.
1: And, and that like comes how, with Anthony yes. taking his time, hiring at the right time. That was like back to what I was saying a little while ago. Was like Anthony was so strategic about how he decided to place people in each chair. Is that he would let he would let somebody he would hire somebody let somebody get booked up and then hire the next guy. And then let him get booked up and then hire the next guy and let it, so it didn't, so we weren't battling each we other know, to have people lying. in our chairs. So like, if a walk-in came in, we weren't like looking at each other, like, I'm taking it.
3: No, oh, no, I'm no, taking nobody's it. Nobody's ever it, fought it, over a haircutter. No, not Never one time. And they taught us that monetizing our, our schedule. Like, hey, if we have a little bit of space, yeah. we have openings. There's no one. There's, no, There's no gaps here, baby. Nah. You got they, a little space? Yeah. You can we're going to fit it in. in. Like, sometimes even if it feels overwhelming, uh, these guys are used to it. Maybe, like, me and Cole, like, we're getting used to it now. We're getting more clients where we have to squeeze those in. Like, I have to tell myself every day, like, sometimes I can't. I really physically cannot take the extra person. But if I have somebody, I'm like, all right, I got to take the extra phone call. Hey, if I got to stay here till 8, 9 o'clock, fuck it. I'm going to stay here. Because it's like not only the shop is bringing that person is going to come back at a regular hour. So he's not going to fuck me and coming at seven o'clock when we're trying to go home.
1: And that's another thing too, is when you're able to take somebody at a last second, they might realize like, Oh, that dude's going to be here for me. I'm going to make sure to come back. And they come back. And now all of a sudden, instead of just making that $50 off that one person you've made, a grand off of them for the whole year. Yeah. So it, it's it's more than just making that $50 for the extra day. It's that $1,000 or $2,000 for Potential the end of the year.
0: Brand Why? new client right. That, right. that you, you just don't know Who That
1: person is walking in the door. Say they come in once every 10 days. You know, cause that's a, that's a high probability for a lot of people nowadays. I feel like most people come in once every two to three weeks. So if so, somebody comes in every 10 to 14 days. I mean, you're making, you know, 50, 60 bucks off that person once every two weeks. So if, if that's the case and they are, they're feeling, you know, like they get a, a good service out of that and they feel valued out of that service, they're going to make sure to, refer other people yeah, to you. That client's not just clients within one. their same client, uh, you know, here. the same, you know, reference, you know, of, of person that, that will come into your chair and, and bless you, which is dope. That's a dope thing. That word word of do. mouth
3: is a beautiful thing. Cause it, it, it keeps on, it's like a rumor, but like a good rumor, like, oh, yo, this barber's dope. This but person will tell us like, yo, where's your barber
4: at? Anthony was saying, you're going to meet somebody that does real estate. Sometimes my, my wife is currently pregnant. Sometimes who I call, I call the doctor, James. Hey dude, she's feeling this, what should I do? A call away. That's just a doctor, you know? Real estate, same thing.
3: And that's more leisure for you. And that's like,
4: you feel me? Like, if you need something, hit up your barber. If your barber don't have the connects, Get another bar.
1: Well, it's the same thing as, like, I'm asking Anthony to buy a house or buy a car or anything. Like, he's got a lender on call. He's got a realtor on call. He's got a car dealer on call. Like... That stuff helps. And it helps us as barbers, as like a community, and it helps a client as as a client, you know, that comes in, sits down in his chair, has a question, and is able to get a reliable source of, of information that's like, hey, it may not lead me to somebody directly, but it leads me in the right direction, yeah. which is a huge thing for most people that are just looking for help. You know, like that's it a big thing. It helps
0: people, it gets them directly yeah. to the source. I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's any shop. I don't
5: think there's any barbershop owner that does what Cappy does with like that, like values who works for him that like tries to help and make them succeed. There's no
1: hate. There's As a He makes a point to make sure that if we want to scale outside of being behind the chair, he wants to make that happen. And that's where I feel like a lot of barbers want to keep a lot of owners want to keep you behind the chair because you make money for them. And they're like, Hey, I got this solid dude that, that does good haircuts. He's got a good clientele. I want to keep him here. And they'll keep you there for years. And eventually you'll resent it because you're like, bro, I could have been, I could have had my own shop. I could have been making my own money. I could have been doing this. And like, it makes you feel like you've fallen short." over those years that you've been doing hair and you're, you know, you're 15, 16, 17 years in say, you know, you've worked at the same shop the whole time and that barbers kept you at the same percentage, the same, you know, tip rate or what, you know, whatever. And you, you feel like you've wasted that time where like, I feel like it's Cat, There's like, a, there's no ceiling here. I want you to graduate. To that position. There's no, there's no ceiling here. For sure. Yeah. And it, I feel like where some shop
4: is the ceiling is a percentage, and that's your ceiling. Here is we're gonna find a way to get to the next ceiling and next and next level, and then next thing you know, you're making money you've never thought of making. You've met people you never thought of meeting. You get connections. Yeah.
0: The the thing like that I've noticed this over the years of working for many different people is nobody. Ever wanted to help me make any more money yes. for me? They wanted me to make a bunch of money because it made them more money. Yes. and I always felt it like they're like, "Oh man, you know, you could do more." There's you like could an do this. Underlying and cause like, and like, effect. Yep, I could feel like why he wanted me to do more, and then it didn't. It didn't sit right with me yeah. because then I'm like, "Man, this guy's trying to work my ass off." Yes, for so him. that he can get a little bit extra and I felt like if he would just teach me how to do it instead of demand it I would be making it for me so when I opened up this place it was difficult in the beginning to try to not micromanage it was like when I first opened it I was like fucking nervous about it everything like getting a bad review or something I was just And then I had to like, I had to sit back and take a deep breath because I was like, listen, the people that I hired for a fucking reason, I trust their ability and their professionalism that I don't need to cause unnecessary stress to myself. I just need to trust it and go back to how I was before. Now I'm like, like I worked with Tim for 12 years. I was never his boss. And then all of a sudden one day I'm his boss. And I didn't know how to balance that. And then I had to realize, I just have to be like, I worked with him. If there's something that I see that he needs help with, I would help him to help him. It's the same with anybody I hire now. I don't try to put the boss foot down. Yeah. It's a, I, it's a yeah, trickle effect like for you. you. Tr- if, I, if, if, I everybody, wanna,
1: if everybody can hit a point, it affects need, back to I you, which is nice. I not want to assert
0: dominance. Right. I want them to see what I'm doing. Cheers. Cheers of that. Cheers, brother. Cheers of that. All right, fuck all the barber
2: talk. Is the earth flat? (laughs) (laughs) It is. is. I don't want to talk on this long, but you guys are also part-time therapists too, right? We have to be.
4: We are, bro. We are. I've had people told me some some stuff that I'm like, holy. Like what?
2: And name the names too. Name
4: name all the clients. No, because that client's gonna see this, and he knows that. But some shit that I'm like, holy snap, dog, it's crazy. We get everything. Like very personal, very dark stuff. Very like. But
3: what I've learned, I think I forgot what book I read or something like that. Sometimes we have to. Sometimes we we take a lot in from clients. We hear stories. We hear we hear pain. We hear uh, depression. We hear a lot of things. On top of that, we, we all go through that at some point or some form in our lives. We just got to learn to compartmentalize all that. We can't take too much in. We take it in. We give advice. We, we build that relationship with them so they know that, but we move on. Because it is hard to hear somebody like, hey, my, my mom just got cancer. She just died. And, and then we just lost the house. You're and lining their hair like, up
2: because they're about to go to the funeral. Huh? You're, you're lining their hair up because they're about to go to the funeral. Yeah. So you think like, yo, they're it's sad and you're trying energy. to be positive. It's so go the next client. It's the energy. Yeah.
1: It's like energy. people are energy. It's exactly so. what he just said is sometimes you'll have a client that is going to a funeral and the next one is going to a wedding. Yeah. So it's like, how do you balance that emotion? I just, once they pay me, I'm <laughs> to the next.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right, that is the, the best answer. Like, no, it,
4: I'm not trying to sound, is real. Once there's a transaction? Yeah, right, all right, move, let's no like
1: a therapist. I mean, it's move it's on it's to it's the, the next. Ha- you almost have to have like a short-term memory.
5: But you also need, a, you need to know your clients. So you got to remember what they do. So I have a
4: client in my chair and there's a, my next client is waiting and you know, waiting for me. So apparently the guy has seen this guy before. So I'm done with this guy. I see this guy every two weeks. I see the other guy every week. The guy comes in and sits. He's like, Kev, I've seen that guy. I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, I've seen this guy, and I know his girl. And I said, okay. What? He's like, his girl let me go through the phone, and I saw pictures. So he shows me, and it's a picture of him making a porn movie. No! No! Like, straight up, like, having... The? Sex. The guy that I was cutting was having sex with his girl. I'd be sick to my stomach, dude. You weren't ready, for this, Yo. But the funny thing is, when he shows me the phone, I can see the guy's dick. And the guy looking down the camera, he's like, look at this dude. And then it's the girl he was talking to, she had videos with, with her current boyfriend. And another guy was, the, my, my client was looking at the phone. She's a treat. Like, yeah, she let me look through the phone and I recorded her phone for, with my phone. Oh. It was great. It was, and I was like, and then I was like, well, why are you showing me that dog? Now I gotta see this guy, I cut him in two weeks. He's sitting right there. No, no, he, was, he had left. <laughs> oh. The guy that was sitting.
5: Wait, the dude that was dating the
4: girl took a No, listen, idiot. maybe okay, I Okay, now you're
5: confused
2: now. Let's, let's, the guy let's that I'm cutting right now. Talk to me like I'm your first client that you ever cut.
4: <laughs> Bro, I said you might wanna cut this part out. So what happened? So. Break this one down again for us. I saw one of my clients have sex with his girl.
1: That's- through another client's phone. You know what's wild though? You know what's wild is I haven't had oh, something that's sure. too crazy off. I had a client like eight years ago when I, was, when I used to do house calls in my apartment, like way back when for like 20 bucks a piece. He was actually worried about like his girl doing some off the wall side stuff. If he, if he was worrying, she was doing it. And you know what, bro? She was, <laughs> but that's besides the point. He was He was showing me all kinds of pictures and videos. And he's like, you know, does this look like her? Does this like show me naked? And I'm like, what is going on, bro? I don't need to know all this about your girl. I don't need to see this. But if you need validation through me to like, if this is her, I don't know. I've never, I've never met her. I don't know. But I know what your girlfriend looks like naked now, which is a super weird scenario as a barber. But you know, I mean, if you're really worried about something and you like, you need like confirmation, if you trust somebody, you trust somebody, you, you trust know what your I mean? Barber. You trust your barber, You trust bro. your barber <laughs> with That's your life. dude you ask is your barber. If, if Cause he's not going to judge you.
2: If your girl or your boy's cheating on you,
0: hit up the barber. He might know who the fuck she's we fucking. We know everything. What's your craziest story, Cap? There's one I cannot say, period. But there's one that I will say. It's just as not just as fucked up, but pretty fucked up. I just moved to Columbus. I'm working at Tex on campus. When was this? Eight years ago. Just moved here. I'm working on campus. It's hard to tell stories sitting down. I like to walk and talk. It's fucking. I want to get the fuck up, but You're I gotta talk. You're the same fucking this. height standing. Well, but the movement of it, I feel fucking restricted. But I'm cutting this guy's hair, older guy, which is on campus, rare. Cut his hair, I go outside, I'm smoking a cigarette. He comes up to me and is like, hey, you make a lot of money here? And I was like, not really. I probably had 200 bucks to my name and it was in my pocket at that time. (laughs) And I was going to spend a lot of that today. But... This guy comes up to me. He was like, you make a lot of money. I was like, no. I was like, why? And he was like, well, I have a film that I uh, produce. And I was like, okay. He was like, how you feel about San Diego? And I was like, never been. What's up? He was like, interested in being in a film. And I was like, porn? <laughs> Well, I, I could tell, he, he kept, you know, reiterating. He was like, yeah, mind you, I'm 24, 25. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I would do that. And he was like, well, we're based in San Diego. And I was like, what do you pay? And he was like, like 2000 a scene. And I'm like, Dude, I got 200 bucks. I'm going to try to get laid with today. And I'm going to spend it to get laid. And he was like, Yeah, you know, 2,000 scene. He goes, you can do, you know, up to a couple scenes a week. And I was like, all right, well, when? Like, I'm free right now. So in in my head, the whole fucking time, I'm like thinking of all these porn stars and stuff. And I was like, any one of them, just pick one. (laughs) Had no preference at all. No preference. I was like, let me just get into the industry. And he was like, you know, well, we're geared towards a male audience. And I was like... I was like, okay, um, well, not your You're typical lucky. You client then. Yeah, you have
4: fifty bucks in your pocket. It
0: gets fucking worse. <laughs> it gets fucking worse. So He was like, yeah, it's geared towards a male audience, and I was like, all right, well, not fucking another guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just so we get that part clear first. And he was that? like, was, he was it Ron like, Jeremy? No, I, ain't fucking him. Fucking it wasn't. It was a fucking old Asian dude. Mm. real clean cut didn't look like a fucking producer it was a production but team he was like it's uh, the catches. it's a solo scene man I'm going to and hell I go. was like what do you mean he was like beat off in front of the camera and I was like alright well I'm kind of getting I, I, what I'm kind of I'm kind of <laughs> coming boring. back into the picture again now because <laughs> I'm considering <laughs> you're talking 2,000 bucks for this fucking scene and Today, before I go to bed, I'm going to do it for free. <laughs> so, I'm back into the picture, and I'm sitting here. I got new question now. Dude, broke as shit, baloney, 200 bucks, pack of weed. It's on the or.
1: You're putting butter on bread, and like, that's a meal, nope. dog.
0: I had questions now about the scene. I was like, my face to be shown? Or can I, like, wear a mask? And he was like. And I was like, listen, I can wear a mask. (laughs) I'm in it. You can wear a mask. (laughs) I did. I wanted to like shut fucking this down. It's a Jabberwoski. I'll come out there three times a week for you. I was like, I usually, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm for sure doing it. So I'll see you on Wednesdays, Thursdays, fly me back.
1: you be a Jabberwoski.
0: Dude, he sends me some shit. (laughs) I give him my email. He sends me some shit. And as I'm filling it out, I'm like, Really ah, I can't a be a gay porn star yeah. by myself. Not technically gay, but you're putting me in the gay section. And I'm like, just, <laughs> just one of my friends is going to be secretly gay and see this. And yeah. so I sat on my couch with Jason and my cousin, Nick, was, were smoking. And I was just like, somebody asked me to jack off in front of camera today for 2000 bucks, <laughs> And he was like, you know, everybody's stoned at this time. And it's like. What'd you say? And I was like, I'm filling out the shit right now. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I told him yes so far. I was like, as soon as I hit submit, I got date one. And I'm sitting there talking and Jason's like, it's kind of gay though, man. And I was just like, and I was sitting there and I was like, fuck. Yeah, it's kind of it. Ah, maybe it's not. I couldn't commit. And I was desperate. You had two hundred dollars into your name. When I was talking to him, when we sat down smoking weed. I just bought the weed and I had the food. I didn't have no fucking money. I had to go cut hair and guess what? Next I had $14 month, yeah, I got for some money. Chinese
1: food, bro. <laughs>
3: you can make that last. You can make that last like three days. That's like two
1: days. No, nah, you can, you can make it. It's so can... easy
5: to spend, dude.
1: No, I'm You, not go, gonna to talk, the, you hey, go to the mart
5: across the street and me? spend $200. i am not
1: talking about how, how long we can stretch $200 anymore. I'm not, I'm not doing you
2: it. Yo, isn't it terrifying when you like, what the fuck are people doing? I mean, you guys see different clients, so like you guys, maybe I'm wrong, but like, how are they getting by?
1: I I don't know. I I genuinely don't know. I I think about it nowadays and I'm like, how, how, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but I mean, if you're making 30, 40 grand a year, genuinely, it has to be so hard. It has to be so hard, especially after COVID. Like you said, like COVID was kind of like a, a weird restart for a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine. What 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 would you tell those people? Work two jobs, dude. Yeah, if, I mean, oh, uh, two. Like, you got yourself hat. I, 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 mean I don't mean to sound like one of those guys. Get a better like, barber, bitch. I you, fucking you set you up to, for
2: success, motherfucker.
1: You have to. You have to like kind of. like nut up and kind of like, just figure your shit out. And like, whether you're spending too much money on fun, spending too much money on food, spending like whatever your vice is, you need to figure it out for at least, you know, 12 to 20 months. I
2: think it's always what you're not spending your money on.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, I think a lot of it for me was coming from like not having a lot of money to very quickly coming into uh, having spendable money for myself, not not like an over amount of like, oh, I have so much money now, but like just understanding, like I'm making more money than I was making because I could stretch, you know, $50 for two weeks at that point versus well, I don't have to do that. And like that, that was a big change for me when I first started, he was like, dude, you're going to get cash, you know, tips and whatnot. And like the, the quicker you make it, the quicker you're going to spend it because it's in your pocket and you feel like you're going to gain it back so much quicker. It doesn't, it over time, it doesn't add up the way you'd like it to. So that's where, when I first started here, you know, I'd make a you know, hundred bucks a day in tips. And I'd go to the gas station, fill up my tank. I'd, you know, buy a couple snacks. I'd grab dinner on the way home. And then by the end of the week, I'm like, why do I have no cash? And it, it was, it was a big reflection of like, after six months, I'd look back and be like, why do I only have like a grand, two grand saved? I should have five grand easy. Easy five grand, and it's just because like you know I wanted to spoil my girl. I wanted to take her out to dinner. I wanted to spoil yourself. Yeah, I wanted to spoil myself. I wanted to go buy some shoes. I wanted to go to the mall. I wanted to buy a new hat. I wanted to buy a chain. I want to do these things. It was your
0: first time touching money, so you wanted to enjoy it.
1: Exactly, I wanted to treat myself for the for the previous eight years that I have. Busted my
5: ass. Which that I makes sense, though. Ass. That makes sense that you wanted yeah, so. to do that. Right. And that was. when you in were- the
0: beginning, when I started making money, I didn't skip that part. I did that. It did exactly what Charlie said. That's why whenever I get somebody that gets in here, I try to get them to not do that. Well,
1: that, that was my problem. Is like, is, as soon as I started making decent money, I was like, oh, cool. I can buy myself a nice pair of shoes because the shoes that I was wearing, I was wearing for two years. They were trashed in hair. Like I didn't have any new clothes. Like the new clothes, the clothes that I was wearing was the clothes I had from high school. Cause I didn't, I didn't have money to buy myself nice new things. And as soon as I started working here, I was like, oh, I can go to Easton. I can buy some clothes. I can, you know, start to show people that like, hey, when you come in to get a haircut from me, I'm wearing nice clothes. I smell good. I look good. You know, it's a value for you to come into me because I look a certain way. And I think that that's valuable as a barber. Like nobody nobody wants to come to you if you look like a homeless person. You know, if you you got dirty, ratty clothes. You're gonna attract,
4: based on how you dress, that's the people you're gonna attract. Just like if somebody walks in, sees Joelle with curly hair, they're gonna and they have the same style. Sure, they're gonna go at
1: Joelle. Now I'm not saying you need to you need to come to to work as a barber in a full suit to attract people who wear full suits. All th- I mean, you can absolutely you can, but it's it's not necessarily comfortable to wear. <laughs> this man said, "Hey, are
2: you
0: drinking water?" I am. You gotta hydrate, he's 30 fucking eight years old. What the 33. fuck? 33. I'll tell you what though. <laughs> and I drink water I mean, all the
5: one biggest thing that I've had with like money was like saving it. And when I So I went from working at Wendy's in high school for four and a half years and then went to college, dropped out, and I was delivering pizza working and then going to barber college at the same time. And whenever I got out and started making real money. I got lucky. I, I started at a shop, not like these guys did. Like we were charging 20, 30 bucks. And like when Cappy, I, what? It was seven bucks at Iante's, eight bucks. So I got lucky. I got lucky starting off where I started at in the barber shop In Miami, on
4: Wednesdays, it was $15, father and son.
1: Yeah, you, you told me that. Yeah. You told me that. Combined father like a, like and son duo, like a duo pack father
4: and son on Wednesdays
1: 15 bucks and for both it was when the shop was full the most bro that's crazy you've told me that there's like on every corner of the street in Miami there's a barbershop shop. so you, you have such a diluted market in that situation where you're like anybody can get a haircut anywhere and it's always going to be solid because everybody's doing the same haircut as to where here you're not going to get that Situation. You you can go to Great Clips and get a $12 haircut and it's trash. Or you can come here and get a $50 haircut and it's the greatest haircut you ever had. It's
4: just an unfinished cut that you need to go to another bar right now and pay $25. You're going to end up paying $50.
5: What were we saying, Cole? When I got into Designer Studios charging $25, $30 for haircut and haircut and beard, like, I started making real money because like from, I was from Can, So I went to high school with a lot of people I graduated with. So like I already started off lucky with like having a clientele, but I was horrible. I was horrible with my money in Cannes. Like I would walk out. It was different than here. This is why I like the shop tops because getting a check each week and like having cash throughout the week helps you save compared to, working where i was in canton making like 500 cash a day you have all that cash you want to go fucking spend it you don't want to go straight to the bank after work and deposit it you're like oh i want to go out and do stuff like you see all this money you're like oh i can just make this tomorrow why do i care if i spend it tonight because you're like if i can make this in a day i'm gonna pay my rent in one day like that's how it was with
0: cash you'll always have a pocket full of money so you'll always feel like it's Okay, but the thing, w- well, that's, when I, that's a I lot. When I would go out to
1: dinner, and I'd spend like three, four hundred dollars at dinner, and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I got it in my pocket, yeah,
0: like there's no problem.
1: And then at the end of the week, I'm like, why did I spend five hundred dollars on that? I'm deal? missing five hundred. Why did I? Do yeah, that? like where How is that, is that money? Oh, I
3: spent yeah. it.
0: Another thing is when I talk to only, well, only the barbers in here because I don't discuss numbers and stuff with other barbers and stuff or. But when people start working here and, I don't know, Charlie said, I'm going to go on vacation with my girl. What hotel should I stay at? And he'll start showing me these hotels and then I'll show him a hotel. And he'll be like, ah, oh, fuck that. I can't do that. It's a mindset thing. If you think small, he'll, he'll show me a car and I'll shit on it. I'm like, "Hey, look at this car. Ah, I can't afford. It. The people that I surround myself with outside of work, that doesn't never get said. So I never hear that. I never talk like that. I never think like that. So if I told a barber that a bad day, you'd make a thousand bucks, they would go, what, how can you do that? So I know like when barbers start working here for their first week or so, not to brag or anything, but I, I'll cut somebody's hair and I'll just, and then I'll just lay on the table with the guy gave me and they'll go, what the fuck? There's like many what?
1: times when I first started here and somebody would pay you cash and you'd be like, and like over your shoulder, you'd fan out that shit and show me like, this is what you can but do. Those are, those are the and fruits was, of the labor. It, I, like I've you gotta never, show it. I've never once felt like it was a brag. It's a, you can do this it's a, too. It's a, you know, a showmanship of like, Hey bro, I'm here. You can be here type shit. He used to do that to me back. Yeah, at the bro. Other- and th- that genuinely like to me, I don't know about other people, but like to me that that fuels motivates me a little to, bit. Yeah, that, yeah. that motivates me to be like, all right, bet. Like he's been doing it for X amount of years. I'm right behind him, you know, four or five years behind him. I can be there in a couple quicker. years. Easy. Quicker. Easy. Quicker. You can be
0: there quicker because you get. And it's, tick, it's, skip it's the shit. fact
1: of the mindset and understanding how to run your own personal business inside of the barbershop business that it's like, it's two separate entities almost like you have your own, you know, core clientele that, that funnels into the tops barbershop kind of clientele. Yeah,
0: set up an LLC, be able to run your own shit through it. So what you said there, when people come here and work, if they go to, let me take that back. If they go to another barbershop and work, owner is going to say, Hey, start dates Tuesday. This is your booth rent. This is your percentage, whatever. They show up to they show up to Tuesday. And you might and never just, ever talk to that person again. And that's all. It's it because is. it's a it's a it's a dude like
2: me that's coming in and he's like, Well, I like the building, the numbers yeah. make sense. He's an investor.
1: They see the numbers.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's a numbers guy. He's not, he's not a no. barber. He's and not that, an actor. That's a
1: main thing that I have always said to people who aren't barbers or are barbers that talk to me about if I like the place that I work. <laughs> The top three things that I mentioned is that my owner and boss works and cuts with us because that I think that is such a major difference. Dude, it's
2: 100%. Because
1: you have a person that owns a building and then owns a space that requires people to make money for them versus somebody who makes their own income that also benefits off of everybody else that they are helping, that's helping themselves. Like, he doesn't help us to help him. And he helps us what to what help us. That just so happens oh, look, to benefit For him. the
4: record, he does out of the heart.
1: Oh, 100%. It's not like a,
4: there's not a money behind it. It's more of like, automatically, if you do good, I'll do good. Yes. But because I'm doing it for...
1: If you're comfortable, i All comfortable. the reasons,
4: you're not going to...
2: You're not gonna benefit from this. Anthony is a phenomenal liar.
1: <laughs> There's no lies in this, baby. There's he none. will sell you anything. I hey, bro. I'll take it if it's a lie. I'll no fucking way. take it, bro. This motherfucker. I sit
2: down. He goes, yeah. He pays like three fifty a cut. Bro, I go.
1: You think he's lying until he's not lying. Until he shows you that cash, you're like, oh. Fuck.
0: But then, ah, but then
1: I real. get
2: mad. I get mad. I'm like, well, you know, I can pay seven <laughs> hundred. But I'm like, I'm driving home. I'm like, that motherfucker didn't pay three fifty. But he makes a competition between the clients. I know what he's doing because when I text you, motherfucker, you're my best friend, and I don't fucking don't you fucking tell me. Oh fucking next Thursday, bitch! Shut the fuck up. I fucking get on the calendar. This, but we know. I'm getting on the fucking calendar. You might tell me an hour here, hour there, maybe the following day, but I'm like, I'm I can't talk to you, But
1: th- but that's that's the benefit of having a completely full schedule. Like you you can't afford to fit somebody in I'm paying 50 people bucks just will pay for it at that point. Like you 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 have such a busy schedule and you have so many people that are already paying 250 350 for a cut. I mean, it's, it's hard to get somebody to pay a thousand for a cut to squeeze in at a three o'clock on a Wednesday, to be in a position, to be in a position to require somebody to be like, Hey, I already have so-and-so and so-and-so paying me 250, 350 for a cut. If you want to, if you want to get in between those dudes, you're going to have, I'm going to charge you 650 $700 for a cut. So if you're going to do that, like not only do you have to have the schedule to do that, you have to have the skill to do that as well. And that's where like Cap has showed us as a shop, I feel like that like not only your skill set but like if you show yourself in a sense of like these are the times that I work, this is the time that I am working and I'm I'm not working after this. Some I mean, if somebody feels that it's worth it to get a haircut before they have a business meeting or a podcast or a flight to go somewhere, they're gonna pay for that haircut. Whether it's midnight, three a.m., four p.m., you know, six a.m., like whatever, I feel like that's gonna be a big. Cavs told me about many people that have paid, you know, hundreds of dollars for haircuts. Hey, Cap
5: will be like, I got four fifty for hair and beard. I'm like, huh, I just got sixty two bucks. It's a. It's a it, I'm I'm over here balling, Cap.
1: No, but that that was the big thing is like when I when I came from doing like a thirty-eight dollar haircut and then Cap showed me that I can charge a hundred for a haircut, a hundred and fifty for a I haircut. I couldn't like believe like it when I did it that. That was a crazy breakthrough for me to to tell somebody like it's a hundred for the cut. Charlie
0: would post on Instagram eighty dollar squeeze-ins, and I'd text Charlie and say what the fuck?
1: Dude, he was like- 100%. What are you doing? No. Charge more He almost that. told me to delete and the he's fucking like, story. like,
0: hey, he's like, 80 bucks. <laughs> Anytime he posts something about a price and it's not three digits. Yeah. Don't post about it. How many people just pay you 80 bucks just for getting a fucking haircut? Yeah. Why would you, that's not a benefit. You know, just, I try to talk for myself because that's one thing when I was teaching here in the beginning, I was trying to cater what I would teach to you based on you. And now I'm just gonna try to teach you as what the fuck I would do. Yeah, and I would never fucking post 80 bucks for a fucking haircut. No shit, you're paying me 80 bucks if you just book.
1: Yeah, especially if it's a squeeze in for like a holiday or like a, you know, special occasion. Bro, I got a life too. I wanna go spend time with my family.
5: People look at people look at us like we don't have a life. Yeah. Clients look at us like we better drop what we're doing and cut their hair, Is but sometimes, But sometimes it gets to the point, like, that's not
0: what we're, that's not cool. The main picture on the high prices and the clients and all of that stuff is you'll get people that sit in your chair that are in sales and they'll be like, you know, I made 20000 this week. Or, you know, you'll start cutting clients that make big dollars and then you'll see all these barbers, oh, my God, how to do that? Or what, you know, I, years ago, had to just go, Fuck that. Like, I'm sick of wowing over these clients that are coming in here. And I started to use them as a tool to get that type of money just like them. So, like, when I met Tyler for the first time, our funny way we met, fucking our girls were best friends. And I was not very friendly outside of the barbershop to people. So, she's like, hey, you got to meet my friend's boyfriend. I was like, okay, fuck, you know. And then he came in. Still didn't like him. And then we started drinking and stuff and I got to talk to him and he was different than the other fucking idiots that I was talking to. Yeah. And he said a couple things and he said some big number on something. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I was like, okay, so maybe I can actually talk to this guy. Cause usually I'll talk to her sister's friends and they'll talk about fucking Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever. Pokemon, yeah. dumb, yeah. dumb shit that I didn't want to hear about but he started talking about like business type shit. And I was able to kind of like connect with him that way. And then he was younger than me. And like I said, the number he said, he was going to some fucking hotel or something. And they spent like six or some grand for a weekend. It wasn't nothing like crazy, but I was just like, that's how much I spent last weekend at the hotel. (laughs) So I just, I I knew what it takes to be able to spend 6,000 in a weekend and not be frailed about it. So I was able to start talking to him and I learned a lot through him as we became more and more friends on just taking leaps in success instead of tippy toeing the traditional path. So it helped me start expanding like my thoughts. That's like when I, when I talk to you about, you know, like, Oh, you know, if if I told you you could make a thousand a week, would you be happy? Yeah. What if I told you to make a thousand a day? Yeah. What if I told you to make 2000 a day? Or so on and so forth. And like when I talk to barbers in like my mentorship program, they send me all of their numbers and then I try to help them multiply that. And they're like, wow, the fuck do I do that? I can't cut any more people. I'm booked all day, every day. They're like, well, I can raise my price five bucks. Well, yeah, but then you're still working just as hard and you're going to try to squeeze people in. And it's, it's not doing the reps always, always, always. It's start now listening to the conversation, not just yes. Mm-hmm, okay. Listen, try to start solving problems and then quit saying, I wish I could, or it must be nice. I hate when people say I must be, it must be nice. Like, bitch, when I talk to you guys in here all the time and you're like, what time did you go to sleep or whatever? Four or five, whether, like when the market was going well, when crypto and fucking the stock market was going up, dude, fuck. I'd never went to fucking bed. I mean, I got a family I got to deal with after work and play with my son and hang out with my wife. And then when they go to bed, then I'm going to go back to work because when you're making X amount of money, you can start using it. And then you start seeing it grow. And then you meet somebody like Tyler, where he's like, you know, you can throw money into this, you can invest into this, you can buy this, your mind won't stop. And then you're trying to start figuring out like what you used to think 10,000 was like, to where fuck me and Tyler will talk now, and it's like, how the fuck do I got to stop spending forty thousand in a fucking month? And then I, then you talk to barbers, and you're like, shit, I ain't made forty thousand yet this year. Yeah, it's usually like
2: a question. It's instead of ah, I can't afford that, you got to ask yourself questions. It's how can
0: I afford it, or how can I thrive? Not not like yeah, quit saying you know, oh I can't. You know, I was, I just, figure it out. Do
1: it. That was the biggest thing when I first started working here is with him is I like cars, so I want to have a nice car. And I, I love Porsches and I'd like to have a Porsche one day. And, and that was the big thing with me is like, starting here is like, where do I get myself to a point where I'm comfortably affording a Porsche? Not just, Hey, I have the money to buy this thing. It's like, when is it a good opportunity to afford it and not throw me in the negative or throw me upside down or something like that to where it's like, I can afford a nice house. I can have a really nice car. You and should so, go. And so be should, comfortable.
2: Yeah. going prices. Right.
1: Right. And <laughs> that, that's where like a lot of the times, like when I was growing up, I, I never thought that was possible unless you were like a lottery winner or a doctor, you know, ultimately I, I think eventually it, 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 at, at, at the end point of my situation is like, everybody looks for happiness. And like, I think everybody looks for happiness and, you know, fulfillment and things like that with whether that be like family life or money, you know, business, whatever that may be for somebody. And I, th- I think for me, it's, it's a, a good, you know, clump of everything is like a, a good, you know, balance of family, business, finances, family, friends, the whole thing, uh, But I also want to be able to treat myself and treat people that are around me. So it's like with starting here, I was able to understand that if I want to afford a nice house or a, a nice car, there's certain ways I have to go about that. Not just like doing, you know, 25 haircuts in a day and just making as much money as I can. It's like like Cap said, finding those other avenues to invest with other people that are smart and know where they're putting their money. And not just like, hey, there's this new opportunity coming up. I'm going to throw 10 G's at it, and then you lose eight grand, or 10 grand, or 12 grand, or whatever.
2: Yeah, usually to like achieve a goal, it's not the what do I have to do. It's like the person you have to become.
1: Yeah, it's building the man that you need to be. I think yeah. that that that's a big situation that that also I have finding here. my
4: case. You have to find a why. Yeah. You can't just. I I think a car is not. Oh, why, why you should be successful.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just, once you, look, listen. Once you have a family, you'll understand your why a lot more. And
4: probably I come from a different perspective. When I started making money, I told my wife, I was making $10.50 an hour and I would work. And this is all ego thing. I was probably a talented barber but I was working on the week on Saturdays. I had a station every different Saturday. I'm like, it's a process, right? Then I told my wife, when I get this job, we're gonna set the wedding day. We set the wedding day when I got the job. Then Cap connected me with I went to you first for the the lending place.
0: Yeah, Ty was in the mortgage industry first. Mortgage
4: industry. And then Derek. And then guess what? Because I met the right people. So then I was like, I got married. Then I bought the house. Then I was still driving a 2012 Grand Cherokee, it had like a hundred and 20,000 miles. It was good to me at the time. Before that, I was driving a 2003 Saturn View. That car, I couldn't go over 50. I remember taking my wife the day she was giving birth, and she's like, can you go any faster? She's screaming in the back seat. The steering wheel is shaking. I'm going 55, and the steering wheel's doing this. <laughs> she's like, can you go any faster? I'm like, can and this car's passing me by. And my wife's screaming in the back seat because she's praying she's about to give birth. So it's like, you need to find a why I already had a, had a kid on the way. So you got to kind of work backwards and become the person you need to become to be successful. It's not just, oh man, I'm making, I'm making 150. I don't know, whatever you want to make. I'm making 100 and I'm going to buy everything that I never had. Mm -hmm. That is not because that's not the end goal. You know, you need to find a why I've, I've learned this. Whatever you cannot see, whatever, everything you see is temporary. Listen to this. Everything that you see right now with your eyes is temporary, but everything you cannot see is eternal. So it's like my family is my, has been my drive. To you might be take care of your parents one day. Yeah. To Joe might be your mom. To him might be your lady. Like if You have to find a bigger reason than you. That way, finding a bigger reason than you, that's when sacrifice comes. Because if you, you do it for yourself all the time, this, I've, I'm doing it for myself. I'm just gonna sit here and do nothing. But when I'm tired and I still gotta get up and be here because I have a bigger why than me, that's when I push harder than anybody. And it's proven. I come in here and I'm saying I, I do this because I need to and I feel like I need, I, I still do this because I go back to my country and I, I look, I'm like, I feel good, I'll go back to my country, take care of them any way I can. And then I come back, I'm like, damn, there's so much work to do. So guess what? That's why you see me here at a time and you guys leave and I'm here. But guess what? You benefit from it because I'm doing, I'm giving you the example. Mm -hmm. Now, that's hard work. After hard work, discipline comes knowing people and working smarter. So that's coming now. That's, That's like in the past few years. I can just give... Devote my whole life to barbering me because I have my I have three kids, so I need to work smarter, have money work for me. You know, it's just it's just a different approach. But you have to become something you don't want. You de- do the opposite of you know we all want these things, but you got to do the opposite. You have to well, like that was build the thing is to, like
1: when when I first started here, Cap told me a big thing of just like just try and you know in quotations suffer for twelve to twenty months. And you're gonna put yourself so far ahead of what you would have been, it's crazy, live bro. Live like you're broke. Bro, live like you're live, live like, like you're making mean. 30 grand a year. Save most your, not save most your money, but put your money away to be invested. Not just like throw your money in a bank account, just like, oh, I had 12 grand saved up after, you know, 15 months or whatever. Like, no. That 12 grand should be making you another 12 grand within that amount of time that you're saving it.
2: What what were some things that you were doing that allowed you to do that? Like as your income was growing, what were like some little hacks that you did?
1: So a big thing for me was like Cap's shoebox method that he told me
0: it's a figure we, by the way we deal too. with a lot of cash yeah. so
1: it's like you gotta work with what you have. And like when I very first started here was all cash
2: but what's the shoebox method
1: so the shoebox method is like you you gave you give yourself like three to five shoeboxes of different you know outlets of where your money needs to go so you have your bills your taxes your fund money and then your actual you know legit spendable money that you need to spend on like food gas uh utilities rent Things like that. So your taxes, obviously, you have to go to your taxes box. So you have to pay taxes, and then your rent, your food bill, your grocery bill, your gas bill. Um, you got fucking money. Yeah, you, you're and, and at the very end is when you pay yourself. If you want to get a tattoo, you want to go buy some shoes. You want to go buy a hat or a. H- how much? Or how something.
0: much are you putting in each box? The shoe box method, sim- simplified, is. You have the five shoe boxes, and depending on your average income, you go 30% of my income goes in my tax box. How much are your bills a month? Divide that by four. So that's how much of your paycheck is coming out and going into that box. Then you got your savings. How much is going into that box? You got your investments. How much is going into that box? It's going to equal 100%. Once all of those first four boxes are filled, the last box is your spending money. If you have $50 left over, then you have 50 bucks. If you want more spending money, answer A is you just go make more fucking money. If you're not happy with box five, Then figure that the fuck out.
1: That was the shit that got me so fucking hard because I was like, yo, I just want more money to feel comfortable. Like I don't, I don't, I don't at that time specifically, I was like, I don't, I have X amount of money that I need to pay for rent. I have all my bills that I know I need to pay. I was like, but I want to buy shoes. I want to go buy a nice car. I want to buy that stuff. So that's where like at the very first year that I worked here going from making, you know, 32 grand a year to making, you know, double, you know, more than double that my first year working here, it was just like, uh, well, fuck, I can just go buy whatever I want to buy. And that was a real quick realization of like, wait a minute, I should put way more money into the savings aspect of it. Because that was the fir- like I said, that was the first time I was actually experiencing like, of steady flow of income. So that was in the first time in eight years of doing hair, I felt like I was getting paid what I deserved to be paid. So I was like, oh fuck, I, you know, I've worn the same shoes for two and a half, three years. They're disgusting. I'm gonna go buy some new shoes. And then I'd go buy some new shoes, I'd buy some new glasses, I'd go buy a new shirt, I'd go buy this, and then before I know it, I'm like. I j- I have just enough money to pay X amount, and that that very quickly made me realize like how much more I need to pay attention to the actual like scaling. But you of have all to that draw stuff. a line where, yeah, you
4: you you have to draw a line where how much clothes and shoes and stuff do you need
1: or you know like it's nice to do these things but it's like i will say some of that stuff does matter because you are presenting yourself to the public so you should look a certain way to present yourself in a certain image it matters in a way but
0: those five boxes if you fill the first four fucking boxes of those first five five—the last doesn't matter the last box if you set it on fire i don't give a fuck 100 percent if the first four are done, your investments away, your retirement's away, your savings, your fucking bills are taken care of. If that's taken care of every week, then you're setting yourself up for success. Your investments will grow. Your savings will grow. Your bills are paid. Your taxes are done. You're good with everything. The rest is extra. It, it is purely extra. What do you want to spend on it? Do with it. Save it more if you want. I don't give a fuck. First four boxes has to get checked every week, no matter what. The second one of them is done, you fail. And then you better the next week double that box and do not grab from each box. Now, this is all, this isn't, actual speaking these are in these are it took me a while to get to get when you're situated young, with that because
1: most barbers start when they're young and that's that's where it's hard is because when you're young and you have cash to spend you want to spend it and you want to show people that you're making money and that's fuck showing not people. the way you got to do it
0: yeah fuck fuck showing people and like show people when you
1: have money not when you think you're making money